Clinical Pearls, brought to you by Medicom Oncology. Welcome to Managing MDS. I'm Dr. Stuart Goldberg, and today I'm going to briefly discuss with you when to consider iron chelation therapy for a patient who is transplant eligible. Many of us will see patients in our office with myelodysplastic syndrome or some other hematologic malignancy that we may think in the future may need a bone marrow transplant, but right now they're not really ready for it. This is especially common in MDS, where we have patients who may come in with a low-grade myelodysplasia, but we know that over time they will get worse and they'll get sicker. And at that point, we may think about hypomethylene agents, but if they continue to progress, or especially if they're young, in the future, we may think about bone marrow transplant. Well, we also know that these patients may be getting transfusions for their lower-grade disease, and that over time, those transfusions may build up the iron and lead them to developing evidence of iron overload. So why do these two things intersect? Well, what we know is that patients who come to the bone marrow transplant with high ferritin levels, patients who come into the transplant with a high iron level, these are the patients who are more likely to have complications during the transplant. There are certain fungi and certain bacteria that love iron. And so that an iron overload patient who comes to transplant is more likely to develop one of these fungal infections. We also see that iron can damage the liver and cause liver abnormalities. And so the patients who come into the transplant iron overload are more likely to develop liver toxicities, venal occlusive disease, and other problems. For reasons that aren't really understood, patients who come into the transplant iron overload may actually have higher rates of graft-versus-host disease. But what is clear in both the fully ablative and the non-myeloblative settings, the patients who come into the transplant with elevated ferritins have decreased survival. So therefore, we want to try to bring a patient to a transplant in the best possible situation, give the transplanter the best chance of getting a cure and decreasing the toxicity. Now, the problem with iron chelation therapy is that it takes a long time. The oral medications that we use and even subcutaneous drugs that we can use to bring out the iron in patients, these take months to years to bring down iron levels. So we want to stay ahead of this because you don't want to be following a patient with low-grade disease, giving them transfusions, having them build up the iron, and then all of a sudden their disease is accelerated and they need a transplant. And now all of a sudden you need to bring them the transplant but also bring down the iron acutely, which you cannot do. So in my younger patients who I think even five or ten years from now may need a transplant if they have MDS, and I'm thinking maybe five years from now they need a transplant, I want to stay on top of it, watch their iron levels, and I might even institute my iron chelation therapy earlier than I would do in an older patient who's not going to go to transplant. So I'm always staying ahead of it to prevent the patient from, when they eventually need the transplant, being iron overloaded. So that's my approach to a younger patient with MDS. I think five and ten year horizons of when they might need a transplant and stay ahead of the iron so that I don't have to do an emergency situation where I'm trying to bring down iron as I'm rapidly trying to bring the patient to transplant. Well, thank you. I hope this is helpful in managing your patients. This is Dr. Stuart Colbert for Managing MDS. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Medicom Oncology podcast channel for more clinical pearls. And be sure to visit managingmds.com for more practice resources.